Soloish, a Washington Post podcast about being unmarried but far from alone. I'm your host, Lisa Bonos, and hey, listen, we need to talk. Don't worry, I'm not breaking up with you, dear listeners, but we are going to spend some time talking about breakups. If you read the Soloish blog on WashingtonPost.com, as I hope all of you do, you might have watched some videos that we published on there recently of singles talking about breakups that they'd been through. And we'll be hearing more about two of those pivotal breakups in just a moment. But first, let's talk about how to break up. A few months ago, I got a text from a friend of mine in search of breakup advice. He asked me, have you ever written something on how to break up? And I realized that I hadn't. I'd done a lot on how not to break up a couple years ago when I got dumped by email, but I had never really looked at how to break up with someone. This friend of mine had no idea what to do. He asked me, like, should he just be awful and evasive to the woman he was seeing, hoping that then she would get the idea and cut it off, to which, of course, I told him not to do that. And I was getting pretty frustrated on her behalf that this person who wanted to break things off was not going to be forthright enough to like come out and tell her that. In theory, a good, productive, conclusive breakup isn't that hard to do. Most of us, my clueless friend aside, know the best way to do it. You you sit the person down, hopefully not in a public place, in private. You mention the good things about the person that you're dumping, you know, along the lines of, I think you're awesome, funny, smart, I've had a great time getting to know you. Of course, when I hear those <laughs> kinds of words, I, I know exactly what's happening, even though they're nice. It doesn't always feel nice to hear that. Then you deliver the bad news. This relationship has run its course, or that you're not feeling it, sparks aren't there. And then you wish the other person well. Dating and relationship experts that I talk to all counsel that direct rejection is the most effective, kindest way to part, rather than ghosting or simmering or tapering, which are all these terms that that are thrown around there. Yet we're still really bad at having those straightforward, honest conversations. Because that fake breakup talk I just walked us through, while it seems simple, is a difficult conversation to have. You know, you're willingly hurting someone that you care about, even if you know you don't want to date them anymore. Sometimes it takes experiencing a really bad breakup, or a rare good one, to get singles to step up their game, to be honest and straightforward with the people that they're seeing, rather than evasive. The worst breakup that Morgan Givens has been through was about six years ago when he was planning to move up to Vermont to join his college girlfriend who was working up there. He spent a week, you know, traveling from North Carolina to Vermont to visit her and everything seemed great. I went up to Vermont where my girlfriend at the time was for my birthday. My birthday is in April and I was really excited about this. We spent the entire week together. I made dinner, like we went on dates, and we went hiking in Vermont. There were some really amazing bookstores in Vermont. It was like a really awesome time. Then when he got back from that trip. After that week, I couldn't get a hold of her. Like I got home, I was texting her all the time. You know, like, hey, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. I got nothing back, just complete radio silence, which is kind of weird when you've been with someone for like six years. Um, and I called her a couple times. She never responded to my phone calls. And then one day she texts me, like, and I had just gotten off work, like this job I was working retail that I hated to save up money to move up there with her. 
And she texts me and she's like, hey, I just want you to know I met someone and I slept with them. I want to say that I didn't see it coming. I mean, I did because we weren't the people we were our freshman year. And we were kind of just in it because we thought we should be, you know, six years with someone. And we probably would have broken up anyway, but that's not the way to break up with someone after six years, you know. And it was just a feeling of devastated relief, I guess. Like, relief that I don't have to go through this with you. I don't have to move up there with you. Like, I'm not tied to you just because I spent six years with you. But it's painful in like this heart-wrenching way to think that you've given your heart to someone and trusted that they would take care of it and then they discard it so cruelly. Now that breakup happened at such a pivotal time in Morgan's life right after college that it had a very strong effect on him. He talks about how part of the pain he felt was connected to his concerns that he'd have trouble finding somebody else who would accept him as a transgender man. This breakup was happening just six months or so after he had transitioned from female to male. It was a crisis of self as much as grieving what I thought my life was going to be and the normalcy I thought I was going to have and like the ease with which I thought I was going to have it. Um, it, and it had this extra layer of complexity to it because sometimes I wonder if I was so adamant with being with her because I'm trans. So it's like, well, you found somebody and this is a person who is okay with this. So you might as well settle. (laughs) You might as well keep this person because who else is going to be like, oh, you're trans. I can totally get behind that. When he did date other women, he was surprised at how many weren't scared off by the fact that he was a transgender man. The vast majority of the dates I went on, the women were completely open to this. When I asked Morgan what he'd learned from that breakup, it was clear he'd already spent years thinking about that question. I can say that the breakup made me more introspective. It made me sit down and, like, think about who I am and what I want out of a relationship and what I want to be able to give someone in a relationship. Um, It made me confront a lot of insecurities I have. Like, I never really trusted she would stay which might push someone away when you're always second-guessing whether they really do love you. And so now I just kind of step out on faith on that, that the person I'm with now will be there tomorrow. Of course, the effect wasn't all positive. That breakup also made him skittish about getting into something serious again. In most of the relationships he had since then, he made sure to keep things casual. After that relationship, I I shut myself out from everyone. Um... I mean, even to this day, my friends get mad at me because I don't share with them. They don't know what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I even start branching out into, I guess, tenuously letting people know what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. Or I, I, I can't really, I don't know, it's, it's hard learning to be vulnerable again. And I'm vulnerable now with one person, (laughs) the person I'm currently in a relationship with. She's pretty great. Uh, But I don't know. I don't don't think I would have changed if it weren't for her. I would have wanted to put in the effort to change if it weren't for her. Um, Because she's just like the type of person you meet and you're like, you can't let someone like this get away because you're hung up on commitment issues or your own personal insecurities. And getting dumped by text message did mean that Morgan was never going to do that to anyone else. In fact, he took a real hard line on how to break up. Even though I dated a lot of women uh, in the time that she and I broke up and I got in my current relationship, 
I was, I always made a point to be very upfront with the women when I started talking to them. Like, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. I just want to hang out because I, I felt, I don't know if it's be a byproduct of having been hurt so intensely, but I wanted to at least make sure that people were going in completely aware, 100% aware of where I was. And when I felt like I wanted to cut things off with someone, I told them in person. You know, I didn't send an email. I didn't I didn't send a text. Like, it didn't matter if I'd been talking to this person for, like, three weeks. I'd be like, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee or let's go for a walk somewhere. And I, I would tell them. And the surprising thing is a lot of these women that I had those short relationships with where I was like, no, I can't. We actually stayed friends. And I'm not sure if it's because we both were kind of being like, yeah, let's just be friends. Or it was the way in which I ended things. But... That type of callousness, I don't think I could ever, ever hand off to someone else. Like, I know how much that hurts. Like, By the way, I should add, Morgan is now in a serious, happy relationship with a dear friend of mine, actually. And he still thinks about that old breakup, but in a more positive way. In the years that followed, you know, I realized you were, you know, you were mad, you were hurt, you're, you know, you were in your feelings, <laughs> you know, so to speak. And that our relationship was important. Uh, it made me the type of person, I guess it, it helped me figure out how to be a great boyfriend without being a clingy boyfriend. Like, I can be there for you. I can do things for you. And when you go off and do your own thing, I'm like, all right, I'll see you later. You know, um, it made me a better listener. You know, like if my girlfriend now comes to me and she's like, I was kind of upset by that. That hurt my feelings. Instead of me being like, well, pfft. You clearly didn't know what I meant when I, I did what I did. I'm actually, like, receptive to it. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You know, let me sit and think about this for a second. And then I go back to her, and I'm like, I see what you're saying. You're right. I shouldn't have said that that way. Or I shouldn't have done that thing. I'm sorry. And then it's just, I'm sorry. It's not, I'm sorry, but. It's just, I'm sorry. It won't happen again. And then it doesn't happen again. Like, we don't revisit the same arguments. I mean... We don't even really argue. We have, like, talks. What What was this thing? What, why would you do that? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that offended you. Okay, cool. Please don't do that again. It hurt my feelings. Got it. Like, that's it. And then we move on. And it's it's not, like, this recurring issue. Like, my old girlfriend, like, my long-term ex, we were fighting over the same stuff constantly because no one wanted to let their pride go enough to be like, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. And then move on. Like, how do you build a relationship if you are stuck in one place like churning sand and not moving forward so i can definitely say that this relationship made me the type of person who can have the relationship i have now to gain that positive hindsight on the whole thing. For Garrett Schlichty, a 25-year-old Washingtonian, that good, productive experience happened in the breakup, precisely because they knew it was coming. They were both really civil about it and didn't want to try to stay together. There was no, I mean, there was no crying, which is always a benefit. Like, there was no, like, yelling. Uh, we didn't have to do that thing where, like, you hide the sharp utensils at the dinner table when you're, like, inviting someone out to break up with them. But let's back up a bit and get to the actual relationship. It all started when Garrett was finishing up a graduate school program in Connecticut. He'd already had a job lined up that he was going to start in June um, in California, and this was, like, 
March-ish. Um, and I was graduating from my program in May and had plans to stay on the East Coast. I'm not like a West Coast person. I need like more caffeine than that. So um, we decided to meet up anyway. We like thought we would give it a try. And so we went out for drinks and just kind of had this like immediate connection. Um, he was really sweet and I thought he was really funny and like he didn't seem to mind that I talked more than he did, which was great. And after that first date, we kind of said like, this was nice, maybe we'll be friends. But then like later in texting that evening and like over the next couple days, we were like, we actually really like each other. Like there is something here that we think is worth exploring. So we decided to get drinks again. Um, and in talking the second time, we're kind of like, hey, we both know we're going to be out of here in a few months, but there's like definitely something here that is more than friendship. So either we can like end it now and say like these two drinks were fun, or we can say we'll date until May and then we'll call it quits and go our separate ways and like really see if we can enjoy this time together. So even though he and his new intriguing guy were both leaving town soon, they decided to expiration date as many 20-somethings do when they're in between jobs or about to go back to school or leave one city for another. Sometimes these short relationships can feel like a waste of time. But for Garrett, it was refreshing. We started, like, the least millennial millennial relationship of all time. Like, there was going to be no Snapchat. There was going to be no nothing. And it was just going to be, like, the two of us. Um, And I think, like, that was the best part. Like, that was... It was almost like a challenge, which was, like, really exciting. Um... It, like, gave me something to, like, focus on, like, in our relationship. Um, And, like, made it exciting and sweet. And so, like, every time we did hang out, it was, like, good to be our time together. Because they knew they didn't have much time together, Garrett and his not-quite-boyfriend didn't dwell on the future and stayed anchored in the present, which made for a much more fun and carefree relationship. Even the breakup, when he talks about it, sounds kind of romantic. And it was kind of just, like, this sweet ending to like kind of a perfect like three month story I guess we just both got to like say our goodbyes and like leave on super good terms and like really like genuinely hope that they find someone great to date who will like care for them in a way they deserve to be cared for um and I think that was just like a really nice way to break up with somebody like that's how we should all be breaking up with people who aren't monsters, I guess. Like, unless someone deserves to be broken up with badly. But um, it was just really nice and a good a good reminder that, like, a short relationship can still have a big impact. And similar to Morgan, Garrett's good breakup, which happened about a year ago, has influenced many of the splits that he's been through since then. So this relationship ended a year ago, and I think that in relationships that I've gotten in since then, uh, I really have been more focused on, like, what... I'm doing with the person right now um, and focusing on being more fully invested in it. Definitely, like, not texting my friends every time I match with someone on, like, a swipe right on Tinder um, and, like, kind of letting, giving myself the time to really figure out whether or not it's, like, worth having an Instagram battle about likes for. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm definitely more focused on seeing if it's going to work before I decide to, like, broadcast it to everyone I know. So this breakup uh, has definitely uh, influenced the way that I have broken up or been broken up with since then. Um, Just in that, I think it's been a great reminder that to be gracious when you're breaking up with somebody and, like, hopefully they're going to pay that back to you. 
Um, and to like not air out dirty laundry or bring up things from the past, just say like, this is ending for a reason and let's like both respect that and move about our ways. Um, it's hard. I'm like not always successful at it. Like in the back of my mind, I'm like, remember the time it was good? Like, remember the time it was good? And then I like still want to throw a drink sometimes, but, um, I think that it's kept me focused on the good things that have happened. should add that Garrett is still on the market so if you're interested get in touch with me I can connect you too I wish you all such calm healthy feeling breakups if you have a story of a split that changed you in some way and you'd like to tell me about it feel free to reach out and tell me about it via Twitter I'm at Lisa Bonos thank you to Morgan Givens and Garrett Schlichty for sharing their breakup stories with us you can find their videos and more of their work for Soloish on WashingtonPost.com and thanks to our producer Pamela Kirkland We'll catch you next time. Bye.